in the land of voice. I like to think of us as the ready and the aim. We do a lot of upfront thinking because it is much easier to pivot and to adjust when you're in the strategic phase of something than um, when you're doing your beta tests. If a client comes to us and says, I want X and it's a tactic, we have a tendency to say, all right, let's make sure we are solving it correctly. Wow Voice, again, is this an amazing opportunity that has lots of ways to reach things. It's not going to do everything. Um, would love to say it's the silver bullet that'll make everything perfect, but it won't. So we always like to make sure that, first of all, there is a good foundation and an understanding of the target audience. And also, secondly, that we make sure that we're using voice in the right and appropriate ways. Today, I'm joined by Susan and Scott Westwater. They are co-founders of Pragmatic Digital, a consultancy who helps clients identify and solve their marketing and customer experience problems by leveraging the voice channel. As part of its approach, Pragmatic Digital has developed a proven process that enables their clients to create, review, and deploy voice experiences that are on brand while delivering against audience needs. Their primary goal for clients is to create voice experiences that align with business objectives while delivering value that is both useful and usable to their audiences. Welcome to the Sound in Marketing Podcast. Thanks for having us. Thank you very much. Glad you could join me. Um, so why don't we go ahead and start in and talk about Pragmatic Digital. I love that name. Like that word is fun to say. <laughs> um, can you kind of give an overview of what it is and um, how its existence is making a difference in this crazy new marketing world? Sure, absolutely. Um, so Scott and I both have a background that comes from advertising and um, marketing and all of those things where, and this is not to poo-poo it, but really big ideas that aren't always necessarily either um, executable, implementable, or, or at the end of the day answers a question of what's in it for me for the intended audience. And so as we were discussing the name of our our agency, our consultancy, what we wanted to be, one of the things that kept coming up to us that was very important was that it had to be practical or it had to be pragmatic. It had to be something that could actually be useful and, and work out in this world. Um, I think as consumers have become, and, and actually not just consumers, but B2B, but basically every audience is sort of always thinking, how is this helpful? How is this providing value to me? And so that's why we very much, um, embraced that concept of being pragmatic and then so much so that we put it into the name of our company. That's great. I I think that that's definitely the way of things now too. I, I sat in on um, like a marketing conference a while back and they were talking about the different generations and how the different generations receive uh, advertising and marketing and it's very different. So like I, I don't remember all of them, but like I remember specifically they were talking about millennials. Millennials want to know how that company is making a difference. How are they being real with the world around them? So being pragmatic makes total sense with that in mind. Yeah, and it's so funny because every once in a while, it'll come up naturally in conversation, either with clients or like during interviews or whatever. And someone will actually say pragmatic and then they just kind of pause and they go, now I see why you named your company that. So it's, it's, it's just kind of funny when it happens naturally. But yeah, we, we want to make sure that we're creating things that are practical, that are useful, and that actually you know serves the business community and also the people we're creating for. So what kinds of things do you do? What kinds of clients do you take on? What kinds of projects do you work on? 
So we focus primarily on strategy. So really understanding what your audience's needs are, what their frustrations or pain points, you know, really all those good things. And then also looking at the company and what they're trying to achieve. So a lot of what we do is um, considered discovery work. If you're familiar with, you know, more traditional project plans uh, for websites or whatever. But the idea is you go through and identify those audience needs, figure out what the business is trying to achieve. And then our approach is always to figure out where those overlap so we can actually start small, get some pretty quick wins off the board or on the board, I should say, and then, you know, build things from there. So our focus really is, you know, customer experience. Um, Susan has a, a content strategy background. I come from a digital strategy and user experience background. So while voice as a channel is kind of a new animal, we do know how to tackle these types of projects, you know, by understanding what people need to get out of the experience and also identify where as a brand, let's say, you can provide value. So you can actually create something that your audiences want to use versus something that they go, oh, that was nice and then kind of never come back to it. We very much like to put the purpose behind um, what it is. Uh, right now, specifically in the land of voice, I like to think of us as the ready and the aim. Um, that makes sure that it isn't just about feeling faster. It's about putting something out there from which you can learn. So we do a lot of upfront thinking because it is much easier to pivot and to adjust when you're in the strategic phase of something than um, when you're doing your beta tests and then you find out that users don't want it at all. So we very much um, pride ourselves on being the ones that try to help navigate in towards something that will might, you might fail faster, but you're going to learn faster as well. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Do you ever, because um, there's a lot out there just in voice, just in voice marketing. Do you get anyone coming to you that's super excited about and they're like, I'm all in, I want everything. Do you have to kind of talk them down and go, okay, now let's, let's figure out what your mission statement is. I don't think you necessarily need to have this platform going on or yeah. how, how does that go about? Like, uh, I'm sure it goes both ways. It could be, you know, somebody that's scared to to push the button or it could be somebody that's like too advantageous. Yeah. And I, I think it's like you said, it kind of runs the gamut. So we've had situations where people are all in and then we start to go, well, who's your ideal target audience? And they go, hmm, that's a really good question. Or I don't necessarily know what they're struggling with. Right. So then it's a matter of kind of taking a step back and going, OK, so let's put voice kind of to the side for now. And let's really dig into what your business challenges are, what you're trying to achieve with voice, um, big believers in you know, consumer journey mapping, and really identifying the different parts of the uh, purchase phase or path to purchase to really figure out where voice can actually play well. So while we have people that are kind of conceptually sold on voice, they don't necessarily know how they can actually create the greatest amount of benefit for their organization or their audience, quite frankly. And then we've got the opposite side of it, where it's people that are maybe aware of voice, but literally they're like, I can't take on a whole nother channel, or we didn't even do social media yet, how can I even possibly you know, jump into something that is very, very foreign to us? And so you know, as we start talking to those folks, um, we find out, have you done any sort of website uh, projects before? Have you done any video production? And we've created a, a framework and a process um, that really kind of marries the best of both worlds. So it is part, you know, website slash app, but then also brings in audio production and video production. And if they've done any of that kind of work, they go, 
oh, well, that's not that scary. I've done that before. And so we find ourselves really um, doing a lot of education um, and really, you know, trying to figure out what makes the most sense given the situation. Uh, we love the folks that are super passionate and are all in and ready to jump in. But there's also plenty of opportunity to kind of take that step back and figure out what can we do to provide the most bang for your buck and most value out of the gate? Yeah, it's very important. Um, eyes wide open, having been through website, mobile app development, even some social app development is making sure that our clients always understand. And I kind of feel like with great knowledge comes great responsibility. And so it's making sure that um, is this really going to solve the problem that you have? And if you come, to, usually I'll say nine times out of 10, if a client comes to us and says, I want X and it's a tactic, we have a tendency to say, all right, let's make sure what's the problem you think that's going to solve and make sure that we are solving it correctly. Um, because that's the biggest thing. Um, while voice again is this an amazing opportunity that has lots of ways to reach things. It's not going to do everything. Um, would love to say it's the silver bullet that'll make everything perfect, but it won't. So we always like to make sure that first of all, there is a good foundation and an understanding of the target audience. And also secondly, that we make sure that we're using voice in the right and appropriate ways. Yeah, I think that that's good. Um, you used, uh, what did you say? Not strategy. You said uh, tactic. Uh, I thought that that was really good. I think that marketing should never be seen, in my opinion, in my, it's, I, I've been in the marketing world a lot shorter time than you guys, but in my opinion, a marketing tactic is never a good idea. It should be something that like bridges from like the foundation of your company. It should never be a tactic. It should be like you know, the essence of your company, not just a one-off, not just a, an Absolutely. idea here and an idea there. It has to fit together. So if they want in on sound, but it doesn't realistically make sense with their company, or it doesn't realistically make sense with their company yet, then mm -hmm. they shouldn't do it. You know, um, I won't, I won't say which uh, car company this was, but I remember, you know, when YouTube exploded and everybody wanted a channel and all this stuff, there was this one very famous uh, company and they're like, oh yeah, let's do it. And they spent seven months on their YouTube channel and then they called it quits. They're like, oh, this isn't working. Mm -hmm. yep. And it's, you know, like that was, in my opinion, they were trying a tactic. They were trying to get something that was, you know, topical and, um, you know, at the, at the top of the industry at that point and they wanted in, but they didn't think it through. Like how did this apply to what they were trying to do? Yeah, absolutely. Shiny object syndrome is a challenge, especially with something as amazing as voice with all the tech behind it. But um, completely agree where it's, if you're not going to be able to support this or it's going to be this one-off, let's think of some other ways that perhaps we can accomplish what you need to, because um, we know all know about the websites that sit out there and just kind of decay. That's very much what we don't want voice to be. So how do we make sure that we can um, use it wisely and also not be as inefficient with money? Because I think everyone is constantly being asked to do more with less. Um, and, and I, and I don't, I, I look, I had never thought I'd look back on my junior days, um, of, oh, remember the days and we could spend budget like this, but it's true. And I think that that's just a general, uh, way of being. So the smarter we can be, uh, the, you know, the more value we can also bring to our clients. Cause it's not just a, about us, um, serving their customers, but it's also serving them and making them look like stars. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, so speaking of different kinds of good uses of voice, um, one thing that I've really 
been fascinated by in for quite a while, but through this podcast recently, um, voice and healthcare, like using utilizing voice in um, uh, patient care and uh, you know hospital use. Have you had any experience in that? Have any of your clients been coming from the the healthcare industry? Yeah, actually, healthcare is one of two areas that are really uh, embracing voice um, pretty whole hog and are really investing pretty heavily into the technology. So we've had a few clients um, in the pharmaceutical side. We've had a few clients, you know, in general healthcare. And then there's also quite a few physicians that I know within the voice space as well. And really, everyone's trying to figure out, you know, what are ways we can provide patient value? Um, maybe patient education, disease education, things like that in a really easy to access way. One of the challenges with more traditional marketing approaches for healthcare is a lot of times you have, you know, English um, websites. Maybe you have a couple pages that are in Spanish and certainly don't have Polish and German and some of those other languages that, you know, people in the U.S. might be speaking. So, a huge opportunity with voice is actually creating content, audio-based content in the natural language of the person using it. And so I think you're going to have um, patient populations that have been vastly underserved, you know, basically forever that will now start having access to information. There's also a physician friend of mine who actually has a podcast where he takes hip hop and marries it with medicine. And so the, the podcast is called Medicine Remixed. And really, it's his way of helping that population, people that are more attuned to popular culture, hip hop culture, things like that, teaching them medical concepts, you know, using audio and using like music, really. So I think within healthcare, there's a ton of opportunity. Um, Dr. Neil Desai and I had a conversation a few weeks ago, and, you know, we were talking about, you know, state of healthcare and voice. And he had a great quote, and it was something to the effect of everyone's trying to hit a grand slam right now. What we need to do is get a couple of base hits and get people on base. So looking for those use cases where we can start to provide some patient value, even provide some physician value even. Um, and then, you know, from there, once we start learning how people are using these things, learning what they're interacting with, then start trying to swing through the fences and try to get something a little bit more comprehensive out there. But within healthcare, there is literally no shortage of opportunity for voice and how it can actually help outcomes. Yeah. I mean, I, I spoke on another episode about sound and healing and finding the correct frequencies can be part of a therapeutic uh, experience that can heal. Like it, mm -hmm. it goes down into your tissue and it, it it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Um, do you talk about any of this, uh, any of these different industries in your book? Right now, the book is more focused on kind of the general framework and the overall approach that we have to actually creating useful and usable experiences. Um, we do have supplemental material where we do get deeper into, say, healthcare or retail and CPG and things like that. But the, the book itself, um, you know, all in, is more focused on how we approach this problem that is creating voice strategy. Yeah, it's definitely focused more on the um, approaches to solving and answering, solving the questions that you're asking about where does this make sense? Um, and it it isn't as deep into necessarily the implementation. We do touch on requirements though. Um, so if you are thinking through all of the content needs you have and all of those pieces, we also touch then a little bit 
it on, hey, think about through these technical requirements, think about these legal requirements um, on that perspective. But um, Alliance Share about it is getting the thought and the reasoning and the objectives honed down so that then you can start to, to lay down that more important piece that comes um, after you've got a plan. Yeah, the, the process that we've created is really kind of agnostic for channel, I'm sorry, for uh, vertical. So you can literally take the same approach and apply it to healthcare. You could do it to, you know, politics. You can do it to CPG, really whatever. Because at the end of the day, it's all about identifying what the audience needs to get out of it and what the business is trying to achieve. Yeah, I think um, education is first and foremost in the sound industry right now because there's just so much going on. Um, you know, that's why I started my podcast. I was like, why is no one talking about this? <laughs> like, yeah. there's so much to talk about and nobody's talking about it. Um, and so I think that um, just educating people on the possibilities of what's out there and what's coming and what what we're doing right now can help facilitate what's going to happen in 10 or 15 years. Like, so in my perspective, it's education and just go with it. Like try some things, you know, uh, if you, if you kind of have the fundamental idea of what you could try, um, you know, work from there, you know, like, I don't, I don't know. It, is this is this hitting on anything for you guys? Did you want to elaborate on it? Yeah, absolutely. So the important thing is is, is prioritization, um, and I think that's that's really key. You know, we talk about starting small and iterating. So you need to build a foundation. And part of what we we have looked at doing and creating in the frameworks that we have are those areas that help you start to break it down. Um, the customer journey is a natural place to put that and by customer journey, customer can be audience journey, um, what have you, but those stages through which um, someone will change and moving them forward and what are those tasks. And then you can also um, start to identify a where are the gaps and traps of, hey, I have been thinking I need to support this, but when I'm looking at this now, I have more than enough and this actually doesn't make sense for voice. Um, but over here, I have a huge gap voice definitely makes sense here. How do I, I, I can prioritize that to the top of it. Um, and that's also where business objectives come in because um, we all want to believe, you know, we're serving the audience, but at the end of the day, we, someone does need to make money. We're not running a not-for-profit. So it's important to think through where do the audience needs overlap with my business objectives? Okay. How do I prioritize that? And then that starts to help you build and develop a roadmap as well of where you can understand, um, where is it important to be driving my revenue? Where is it important to be guiding my users so that they can drive them towards revenue? Um, and then where am I assisting and retaining? And as you look at those areas, it then again helps you to, again, build out a bit of a roadmap um, and, and get some prioritization because that is the hardest, probably the hardest part of saying when you look at all the voice cases, um, especially when we were talking about healthcare, of you can overwhelm yourself within five minutes of all the different ways that you can solve so many problems. But it's important to make sure that you're solving the right problems. And so that's where, you know, we talk quite a bit about prioritization as well um, and understanding of how to work with the resources you have, um, because a lot of this isn't necessarily about reinventing the wheel. It's about perhaps crafting the wheel in a way that it's leveraging um, either existing content, existing thoughts, um, existing knowledge and making it more accessible um, and, and making it more um, understandable and digestible. Yeah. And the other really big implication that not a lot of people talk about, but when you look at voice and especially voice search, 
Um, the idea, especially if you're on a smart speaker device and there's no screen, when you ask a question, you get an answer. So a lot of people don't understand kind of the mechanics behind that. But literally what we're talking about is, um, you know, Google has been kind of slowly making the SERP page less important. And this certainly makes it even less important because literally you, you ask your question, get the answer. So there is a huge SEO implication here. And so if you're not optimizing your content on your website, let's say for what we refer to as long tail search or the longer phrases that we would naturally, naturally use for asking questions, you're gonna be missing the boat pretty quickly. So there's some practical implications, but then there's also you know, the adoption story um, from consumers where you know, these devices are being adopted in mass. So there's tremendous amounts of opportunity and we just hope, like you said, people start to go, okay, let me experiment. Let me see what I can do in my domain with this. Um, I think a lot of people are waiting for some of the bigger players to jump into the voice space. And there's plenty of opportunity for small players, medium-sized players to actually start to get a foothold um, and even, quite honestly, start to take on those number one, number two players because it's wide open right now. And it's just a tremendous amount of opportunity. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Sound and Marketing. Check back next week for part two of my discussion with the Westwaters. Their book, Voice Strategy, Designing Useful and Usable Experiences, is available on Amazon or directly at voicestrategybook.com. You can follow and subscribe to the Sound and Marketing podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Stitcher. And don't forget to enter promo code Sound in Marketing for your one-month free trial of Stitcher Premium. The link and promo code will be listed in the show notes of this episode. To get a hold of Scott and Susan, you can find them at www.pragmatic.digital backslash or on LinkedIn. For inquiries on producing and developing your own podcast or for inquiries on sonic branding and sonic branding consultation availabilities, you can find me at Dreamer Productions. That's D-R-E-A-M-R productions.com. LinkedIn, and Facebook. You can also email me at Gina, J-E-A-N-N-A, at dreamerproductions.com. All links will be provided in the show notes. This episode was produced by Dreamer Productions and hosted, written, and edited by me, Gina Isham. Let's make this world of sound more intriguing, more unique, and more and more on brand.